dun 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 a long time ago in a theater not so far away a young farm boy from Tatooine blasted into a whole new world of adventure forever changing cinematic and cultural landscape as we know it today we celebrate the biggest and best moments from Star Wars the most popular space adventure of all time Merry Christmas welcome to Popcorn Talk featuring movie discussion news and interviews Popcorn Talk we talk movies and now Here's Popcorn Talks, the Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show. Welcome to the Con Guy Comic-Con Prep Show, your home for news and insider opinions from the world of Comic-Con, fandom, pop culture, and Star Wars. Today it's all about Star Wars. What do you have in the room with us today? Hi, I'm Derek Sams. I'm a contributor to theconguy.com. And I'm Katie. I am the con girl uh, and cosplayer and another, a host here at AfterBuzz. How are we doing, everybody? My name is Ben Cleaver, actor, comedian, sometimes writer. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I deserve that. You know, people often ask me, Ben, why are you always drinking out of that red cup? Well, it's because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. Always invite Ben Cleaver. Always. Hi, I'm Danae, and I am here as a writer, I guess. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. <laughs> we are, she's taking the place of Cheeseman on the Couch. This week it is Danae on the Couch. Danae on the Couch. She's bringing her own cheese. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you do better, Cheeseman will never be seen again. <gasps> and also, on this very special episode of The Con Guys, we celebrate 42 years of the Star Wars Skywalker saga. In the booth, we have Ryan Nielsen. Baby Yoda sweatshirt. Oh, that's okay. a cool sweatshirt. Wait, 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 wait. Where did you get that? Did you make that? I that's was amazing. given this as a Christmas present from a very special person, and it meant the world to me. Oh, that's so fantastic. Nice. Awesome. Right, we'll talk a little bit about Baby Yoda, or as he is called, the child, officially, yes. but even yeah. though uh, Mandalorian keeps on calling him the kid. The kid. Yeah. The I kid. You call him the kid. I like that. Anyways, tonight we are celebrating Star Wars because just about right now, if you're watching this live, it's about 10, 15-ish, so about two hours ago. The official red carpet premiere for Star Wars here in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where we are at, um, wrapped up. And I think people are probably watching the credits roll from the very first public showing of Star Wars wow. right now. So, the end of the Skywalker has begun. That is so sad to me. That is so very sad. I don't know about you guys, but um, Star Wars is a, a very special movie for me. It is a very special movie. And what we're going to do tonight to open the show, this is what we're doing tonight. We are going to talk about Star Wars. Ben's going to give us the three minutes of news. Derek's going to give us the rundown of some upcoming cons because this is our final show of 2019, the final mm-hmm. show of this decade. A brand new decade, the Roaring Twenties, starts in... Well, technically, what? the decade starts in 2021. Oh, for That's how it goodness works. sake. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. So what do you? What is twenty? It was twenty twenty as a part of the nineteen nine. Nineteen. Well, you didn't start counting it year zero. Right. Okay. So like years one to ten is a decade, and years eleven to twenty is another decade, and years twenty one to twenty two or twenty one to thirty is another decade. And is that how that works? That I didn't know that, that either. This is news yeah. to me. Like the, I think no, the new millennium started in two thousand one. Not in 2000. You start with z- year zero, though. Y2K. Y2K. Really Was there ever a year zero? Well, a year, from zero to one is year one. Like, you start counting at one, but you you are in year zero. So, year 10 is actually part of the okay. previous decade. I'm, I love all this like, Star Wars discussion that's happening. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we're going back to Star Wars, anyways. After we get done with that, we are going to d- count down what, what we have called our 13 biggest moments of the Star Wars. Uh, Skywalker Saga. By the way, we don't all agree on these, and everyone else will probably have a lot of opinions. But what we'll do is, uh, you know, we'll just kind of go around the table. We'll go through our list, and we are each going to tell why we think that these moments 
Hurry up and look at him, guys. Why we think... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I never look at the run sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, first up, though, we're going to do something to celebrate the season and to get us kicked off on our Star Wars adventure. We have a bunch of presents inside of us. If you guys... Uh, have never played um, the White Elephant Gift Exchange. We're going to try one. Tonight. We're going to attempt it tonight on air. Derek, if you could yeah. tell us how that works. So we'll try not to take him. a really long time doing this, but we're going to have fun. It's going to make it fun to watch and listen to. Um, so, yeah, if you've never done a White Elephant game before or White Elephant Gift Exchange, the way it works is we've all been given numbers previously, and so I've got number one, so I'll get to go first. So I'll open one, and then number two. Who has number two? I have number two. Danae has number two. Great. So then number two gets to choose whether they're going to open another gift or steal mine. And then number three gets to choose whether they're going to steal from one of the people who've already gone or open a new gift. Then when it gets all the way around to the end, number one gets to choose whether to keep theirs or force a trade with somebody so that they get a chance to steal something. Um, As a new wrinkle, though, as you open your gift, you must... Each of us, as we open the gift, we're going to talk about how we first experienced... Star Wars. Ugh. I think start crying. Yeah. I'll just be I'm warning you right now. Yeah, so I've got number one, so I'm going to begin this, right? And only stealing once in this particular round. <laughs> okay. kind of thing, so. yeah, yeah, there are rules about how many times something can be stolen. Yes. We're just going to steal once. You know, here's what's crazy. Ryan in the booth is also playing with us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're not totally sure how that's going to work. But. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay, yeah. I think, let's see. These are all great, I'm sure. I want this one that looks like a candy cane. Can you help me reach that? Derek has selected my gift. Oh, Oh, nice. gift that is wrapped impeccably. Yeah, it doesn't keep on giving. Like like a candy cane. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. So my first experience with Star Wars, it's hard to say when it actually began because when I was really young, I would just see bits of all the movies on TV and stuff and all out of order. It was a long time before I actually saw a whole movie. And that happened when we uh, borrowed the VHSs from our uncle. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is uh, Danae is Derek's sister. I am yes. sister. Yeah. So she's about nine years younger, so her experience was a little different. Real quick, though, sadly, we were at somebody's house with a whole bunch of people and a bunch of like young adults and big kids, and The Empire Strikes Back was on TV, and I was like four years old, and someone, spoiler alert... Someone was like, oh, is this the one where Luke finds out that Darth Vader's his father? And that's how I found out. Uh, what? What? 36-year-old yeah. spoiler alert. No, not e- I mean, even more, oh, than, more that. than that. 39-year-old yeah. spoiler alert. All right, I want to see. All right, what'd you get, Derek? So, so describe this what is, it's a, it's a Funko Pop of Hot Topic Guy. Yes! <laughs> So can you totally me? obsessed for 25 years. So for those of you who are listening, the hot topic guy is why he's got, it's he's, like emo man. He's yeah. super emo. Yeah. He's, he's got a, emo. is it like a 25th anniversary a, of Hot Topic? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a lip piercing, he's got a shirt with a skull and crossbones, he's got wristbands, he's got a little tattoo. That's funny. Of a skull with a dagger in it. Alright, yeah. naturally. Nice. Who is nice. number two? I'm number two. Oh, is number two. Is number two. Can I get up or should you throw me one? Um, no, you can get up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be very careful. That we don't want to break anything. These yeah. could be so priceless. Danae is walking across the studio. There she oh, goes. She got the Christmas uh, polka dot one. Alright. Mm-hmm. It's a right. white By tissue. the way, the idea of a white elephant party is you're supposed to give bad gifts. Yeah. Um, but... That, some of this stuff is awesome. Yes. I'm just gonna say <laughs> it depends. It's always it always depends on the person. There's always honestly. a couple of cool yes. things in there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as I'm opening this awesome polka dotted gift, my first experience with Star Wars is kind of hard. Same thing. Hard to say when it began because I have two big brothers who were always watching it. I do remember though when we got it on VHS mm-hmm. and it was like a three pack. 
of yes. the movies than the only movies. 1997, I believe. Okay, so it, I would have been... Or 96. They were digitally was, remastered Yeah. and released on and VHS. So yeah. I remember watching it for the first time with you guys, and it was in um, A New Hope when Leia and Luke are going to swing over in, in the... In mm-hmm. the Death Star, and it, he she kisses his cheek, and you were like, "That's okay, they're brother and sister." So oh. you want to talk about spoiler <laughs> alert? And this is a trivia box mm-hmm. with Ooh. oh trivia box Marvel Comics. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, there's let's see, there's Spider Man and classic Iron Man and this guy Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy. This guy. This guy. This guy. The second most recognizable character on that box. Was it just like trivia card? I just, I just couldn't think of the word America. But I would like to point out that there okay. is a classic Daredevil Communist. On the back. It's like a game you can play a bunch of trivia cards. You, it's you know, cool. Yeah, trivia cards? I would just oh, like cool. to say real quick, my cat's name is Cat Murdoch, the devil of Sam's Kitchen. Oh, that's fantastic. So anything oh with Daredevil gosh. on it, I love that's it. Hilarious. Sorry, I've taken too much time. That's no, 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 fantastic. you're great. Who has number three? I have number three. Hey, right. You want to steal so, or take a new one? No, I would like to take a new one, considering okay. one of the gifts that I could steal is my own. Oh, <laughs> Um, I'm going to take this strange shaped one. Oh yeah! Can you show uh, the wrapping paper? It's, awesome. Yeah, it show the has paper. Will Ferrell as Elf. I wrapped that one. Uh, you did. <laughs> I did. Very nice work today. It also Thank has uh, raccoons and rocking mm-hmm. horses and snowballs and syrup uh, bottles. Fantastic. All, <laughs> all things from the movie Elf. Nice. So I'm going to slowly unwrap this while I talk about. It. Uh, you know, a lot of times you run into things in life where people ask, or some some sort of test you're taking or quiz will ask, like, who's the most influential person in your life? Or if you're asked to be a you know public speaker or anything, mm-hmm. who who's the person who's the most influential? And to you, you say Derek Sams. And I say Derek Sams. <laughs> Um, uh, actually, quite often, uh, I, I've had a lot of trouble with that. I'm like, who is the most influential person? And I've realized that my older brother, Chris, is the most influential person in my life. He is responsible for the person I am today uh, because he introduced me to a lot of things. Uh, not only Star Wars, but Jim Henson mm. and you know all manner of, of fantasy and, and just fun. And Batman, particularly. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little plush face hugger That's is awesome. what I have received. And so Chris is very particular. Uh, he's an architect now, and he's, he's very organized. And so he made sure that he sat me down when I was probably three or four and showed me, at the time it was only the original trilogy, showed me episode four, then Empire Strikes Back, then Return of the Jedi, in order... And then allowed me to go back and watch them anytime Good I wanted. Man. And mm. even then, as a child, I, I recognized that Empire Strikes Back was my favorite of, oh, of the, uh, the trilogy. That's my favorite, too. Fantastic. By the way, you say facehugger. For those who aren't completely familiar with what you're saying. Ah, yes. From the Alien franchise. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's a little plush. Uh, the facehugger is the... Um, the the it comes out of the alien egg and latches onto people's faces and then gestates inside the person and then bursts through their chest. Um, alien and now celebrating its 40th anniversary. There you go. Wow. So but it's smiling. It's a little creepy. Yeah, that makes yeah. it creepier. He's, oh, I thought it made him nice. So right. he's like, he's got this nice, cute little smiley face <laughs> yeah, on him. It's really cute. You. And this is one that you can hug. Yes, number so four. Yeah. Who has number four? I have number four. Ryan and the Look at that right there. Four. How are we going to do um, this, I Ryan? Got, I just got to say one thing real quick, yeah. and we don't need to go into this. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing this out there. Totally up to you if you want to proceed. Uh, the first reactions are in. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm crying in the booth reading these reactions. Can, can you read a few for us? Just read some. Do, would you like, mind? Please do. No, none are spoilers. Okay. Okay. Spoiler free. They're all Spoiler very free. just yeah. like yeah. word adjectives. Okay. Um, this is Mark Ellis. He was from the Schmoes. No. I'm emotional, overwhelmed, surprised, shocked, and stunned. More than anything, I'm happy. Thanks for coming through one more time. Oh, Star great. Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, one more. Gray Drake from uh, Ron Tomatoes. Now that's what I call an ending. Clap, clap, clap emojis. Christian Harloff, lot to take in with Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to skip some of the other stuff he said. (laughs) It was a very satisfying end of this new trilogy. Mm -hmm. And one final one, just because this is uh, Ryan Parker. It's amazing. Last Jedi haters will be very pleased. Apparently, this is one last week. Sorry, I'm adding another one. Someone in the middle of the screening yelled, yeah, JJ, and the crowd erupted <laughs> in applause, <laughs> which okay. is amazing. So awesome. that that's just a tease for what we might mm. be in for this week with Rise. Cool. That, that's a Christmas I've present up for me. I just I know. To oh, right. Yeah. Right? I do. Right. Okay. I mean, that is so exciting. All right. Does Baby Yoda grow up to be Ray? All right, Ryan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm going to pick the one that has Santa's beard and belt that's red. Okay. With right. stuff coming out the of the bag. Yeah. The bag. Should we? I select Ben to open ben. Oh, okay. ben. me. Right. But as he does, Ryan. First memory. Yes. Uh, okay, so my parents and I, uh, when I was younger, we uh, they wanted to rebuild our house, and we were living in a little apartment at the time, and I remember I was like four or five years old, and they did it right. They gave me the VHS tapes first and they showed us a new hope and i remember sitting in our living room watching a new hope for the first time and i was like oh my god this is incredible because i also think the prequel movies were coming out and they're like you need to see these to know but they didn't really understand uh so i remember we watched all three one sunday and i don't remember the darth vader father being a major revelation for me i just remember that kind of happening and over time being like holy crap because i revisit him when I was older, and she yeah, had just a newfound love for the series in recent years, ever since uh, Disney bought it back. Uh, what do we got there, Ben? So you've got a... M- oh my gosh, this you is have, amazing! You have multi-pack here. You've this got a great. Star Wars multi-pack. Pez! Uh, you've oh, got wow. Pez, you've got a Jawa Pez dispenser. You have two tiny Funko... Mystery minis. Uh, mystery mini bobblehead figurines. So you don't know what's in them, you open them and you're surprised why what's in them. They might Whoa. be the same, they may be different. Don't get too well, excited, it's probably going to get stolen. You also have <laughs> a Greedo Pez dispenser. And a tube of m and M's minis, regular M and M's minis. I'll shoot Greedo first. Oh my gosh! And then I'll unpack the rest. <laughs> yeah. That is very awesome. That's nice. Very yeah. well put. All right. It was meant to be like one of those random mystery bags that you get at conventions. Like you know how at conventions you can get a mystery yep. box where you just yes. they put a lot of stuff in it. That's kind of what I did. So. That's Leave great. it to also Katie the fact to theme. That, also the fact that Ryan picked the Star Wars one. Just saying. That's yeah. yeah that's <laughs> good job. Thursdays, four p.m. Popcorn yeah. talk. Star Wars yeah. news. So, who's number five? Oh, that would be me. Oh, really, Jim? Right. Who's the first person to steal? That would be me. I want that bag. You want the you want the grab bag of uh, yes, Star Wars? Yes, yes. Are you sure you don't want I this face reach. hugger, Baby Yoda? Here. Pull it. All right, there we go. There we go. As I, so I guess. I'm gonna give my um, yeah my reaction as Ryan. You got to designate another gift to be opened real quick. Copy that. Which mm-hmm. of these two? Oh, I have to designate it. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, can you see this one? There's the red one and another elf wrapped one. Let's do the red one because red's my favorite color. Right. Okay. That's that down. Do ben, we'll do that. me again. I, so red is also time. my favorite color. Mm-hmm. So oh, great. Well, let me just go ahead and say that Star Wars is the most influential movie in my life. It's the whole reason that I moved to Hollywood. 
to pursue a- to acting. I almost said acting to pursue writing. But um, when I was like eight or nine years old, Star Wars, or might have been even younger, Star Wars came out. My uncle Randy went to see Star Wars, and he came back, and he was telling us all about it. And then we had trading cards with Star Wars. So my mom and my dad, my uncle Ronnie, who passed away this year, and my aunt, we all um, took the families, and we went out to see it at the drive-in theater. Mm. And I have forever been in love with Star Wars. It was just, uh, it's a family affair for me. That's why I get, That's cool. I'm getting teary right now talking about it, because my whole family, we're going to go see it next week when I get home. So be the end of the saga. And, and Ryan, here's your gift. Ryan, you are now the proud owner of a Funko Pop uh, figurine of Conan O'Brien <laughs> as Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> don't you love as Toy Woody. Story, though? Yeah, you love Toy Story, I though, do don't love you? Toy Story. I actually have Toy Story shoes that <laughs> yeah. say uh, Andy on the bottom of them. Yeah. Uh, so and do you love nice. Conan O'Brien? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love his uh, going to other countries and... Being oh, confused yeah. Across things. borders? Uh, without uh, borders or whatever? Co- uh, yeah. It's, without borders. Well, you know what? I can tell you all this. You got friends in me. Friend yeah. in me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a friend in me. Last one. Who's got number six? That would be me. I'm going to, I'll just unwrap this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's got the best wrapping paper. It does. This wrapping paper is awesome. It's, so, uh, once again, it's the elf wrapping paper. Yeah. Uh, so, my Star Wars story, I don't like, like both Derek and Danae. You don't I, like both Derek and, and no. That's too bad. I know we're really cool. Uh, I thought you we were are. Friends. Okay. Um, I I know I watched the you know four, five, and six at one point in my childhood. I watched all of them multiple times. So I don't really remember my exact first Star Wars memory, other than I would have watched it with my dad most likely. So my first, I'm going with my first theatrical experience with Star Wars, which I know people are going to hate this, but my first theatrical experience with Star Wars was episode one, because that was the first one I could see in theaters. That's interesting, though. So that is my first one that I can remember of Star Wars, was because I watched that one in theater. so that's what I consider my, my first real experience where I actually did something with Star Wars that I can distinctly remember. I don't remember how old I was when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. What, what year did episode 90, one come out? 99. 99. 99. Yeah. So I was like in junior high, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah. So that's my first Star Wars experience. I got a Back to the Future 1 to 5. 1 to 5? Is that what it is? 1, one fifth scale one replica. Fifth, sorry, thank you. 1 fifth scale hoverboard. Oh. From loot, a Loot Crate exclusive. Ow! So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Uh, loot Crate, for everybody who doesn't know what Loot Crate is, they do uh, swag boxes. That you, It's a subscription service, but you can mm-hmm. also buy them individually, right? right? I guess they are still around. They kind yeah. of, like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. That's good. But that's very cool. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I like that. So... Uh, so this, this is our White Elephant gift. Thank you, everybody, for participating Thank tonight. You guys. And real... Oh, well, I get the option to oh, wait. steal now. You can steal. Yeah. You can steal. I can. Here we go. Uh, I want this. All right. Does that mean I get this? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. You gotta switch it around. Oh, wait. Is this? No, we said locked. Did we say locked at one or did we say locked at two? Did we? Did we establish those we did, rules? We can only steal yeah. once. Well, how about Whatever. we share? We'll share because there's okay. a lot. That was. That's the best. Yeah, anyone, sounds like something if a anyone wants stuff like that, just let me know. Because okay. actually, I don't need all the candy. But, but as I, I wanted we to see finish what here, here, here's what's cool. You notice Ryan is the only one who has anything that is Baby Yoda on because mm-hmm. a little bit of news. Baby Yoda mania has hit. Of course. Yes. It has helped to, res- um, according to the Associated Press, it has helped to resuscitate the Star Wars franchise under Disney's reign mm-hmm. ahead of this week's release of Star Wars Episode 
Nine, the rise of Scott. I had to look at the, the Roman mm-hmm. numerals. Which one is this? I thought that said six. <laughs> Anyways, apparel accessories That's featuring the little green guy will soon be coming to a host of retailers, including Amazon and Zazzle, and the websites for Target, Kohl's, Macy's, Hot Topic, and Box Lunch. They're all going to get clothing. Mm. Um, apparel should be available at the Disney Store Shop, Disney, Disney Parks, and at retail stores before the holidays. So that's... That's a tall order because that's next week. And in the past few weeks, both Mattel and Hasbro have announced that they will be coming out with plush dolls and figurines and accessories, which is what everybody's looking for. Yes. Although you'll have to wait until next spring to get your hands on any wow. of them. Most and, stuff is next spring. Which from what brings I've to memory what? Why does this tie so closely into the original Star Wars? Do you know, Ben? The, the, sto- mm-hmm. the story of the first uh, when Kenner was awarded. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they had to go into production super fast. If you watched The Toys That Made Us yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did know this, uh, actually. It's incredible. Uh, I also suggest the follow-up series, The Movies That Made Us on Netflix, which is yet. also incredible. I watched the Ghostbusters episode. Yeah. That movie almost didn't get made. Um, That's cool. Jim, I have a quick question for you. Yeah? In the On your bullet point here, it says, Jim, you are reading, Merry Baby Yoda Christmas from all of us at the Con Guy Show, My Mom. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Oh, 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 oh! Why, why does it say my Don't. mom? Okay, message to mom. Mom, mm-hmm. there are no baby Yodas for me to get for Reese. I'm so sorry. My mom. Uh, so my mom. She gets in touch with me yet. this week. She goes, hey, do you know anybody on the inside you might could get a baby Yoda? I said, mom, there's nobody anywhere in this world I can contact to get a baby Yoda. JJ can't get a baby Yoda. I'm glad you asked that. But um, <laughs> but, but, but if it's a baby Yoda Christmas, I want to sing Jingle All That This Is The Way. <laughs> Jingle All That This Is The Way. <laughs> I have a buddy who's already gotten This Is The Way tattooed on his fingers. That's so great. Legitimate. He's got a lot of tattoos. So when he points, it says This Is The Way. Just to finish oh. the story, though, back when Star Wars first came out, they underestimated the amount of toys that they mm-hmm. needed that year for Kenner. And that was the notorious year when Kenner, if you bought the toy, you got an empty box. That mm-hmm. said, your toy will be coming yes. in a few months. So that's happening this year. All right. Wow. And George Lucas maintained the merchandising rights oh, because so Fox was like, whatever, movie. go ahead and maintain the merchandising rights. We don't care. This movie's going to flop anyway. <laughs> and then George Lucas became one of the wealthiest men in the world. Gazillionaire. Yeah. And what's cool is I was just watching The Empire of Dreams, the making of Star Wars last yeah. night on Disney+. Plus, and uh, you guys were talking about Luke and Leia beforehand and how they were doing the uh, going across the... The cavern. Yeah. That was actually Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. They did that stunt because they couldn't afford stunt people. Can you imagine that today? Unlike in Spaceballs when he's like, you idiots, you captured their stunt double. (laughs) All right. So, Ryan, we are going to go into three minutes of geeky news. Copy that. I'll count you in, Mr. Cleaver. I have not looked at this previous to... Right now, mm, so. as always. As always, yeah. It, I feel like it makes it more fun. Three, <clears throat> two, one. Uh. Disney has now made box office history as Frozen 2, really good movie by the way, crosses $1 billion in global grosses on Sunday. With this milestone, Disney is now the first studio ever to release six $1 billion hits in a calendar year. These six hits, Captain Marvel, Aladdin, The Lion King, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, and the all-time record-breaker Avengers Endgame, have pushed Disney to well over $10 billion in annual global grosses, shattering its own previous industry record of $7.6 billion. And of course, Disney could have a seventh $1 billion 2019 release when Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is released next weekend. This weekend. The Power Rangers are returning to the big screen thanks to Jonathan Entwistle, who is perhaps best known as the creator of the Netflix dark comedy series The End of the 
fracking world. Yeah. That's uh, an edit in, in reading edit. Ed Wessels in early talks to direct a new iteration of Power Rangers for Paramount Pictures. We just had a new one. Launched yeah, in 1993, Mighty minutes. Morphin Power Rangers is among TV's longest-running kids' <laughs> live-action series with almost 900 episodes to date in several incarnations. And the con guy has a little bit to do with Power Rangers yeah, as we run we're, we're gonna get some in uh, a panel, and we've had them on the show. They're good kids. Marvel television as we know it in the past decade will be no more. Sad. With its slate dwindling over the past year and its head Jeff Loeb set to depart, the television-focused Marvel division will be phased out. The Marvel TV projects that are currently in production will continue. That includes the Announced four animated series in the live-action Hellstrom for Hulu. Ninety seconds. And last season of ABC's Agents of Shield will be will still be made, but any further development is being scrapped. Hmm. In what will bring great joy to fans of the of the once next generation captain and surprise to almost no one in Hollywood, Star Trek Picard has been given the green light for a second season before its series debut next month. Similar to Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard will drop new episodes weekly for season one on CBS All Access. And is expected to do the same for the uh, late 2020 or early 2021 season two. And for wine aficionados out there, the new series featured a Picard features a Picard who has retired from Starfleet, taking time to make wine at Chateau Picard in his native country of France. Those scenes were actually shot at Sunstone Winery in the beautiful Santa Inez Valley north of Santa Barbara, California. The Sunstone Villa can be seen in the trailer and the poster for the new series. Interesting trivia, the 2004 movie Sideways (laughs) was also shot in this region. That's funny for those of you who don't know because Jim is obsessed with the movie Sideways. I also just want to say this. T. Earl Grey hot. <laughs> yeah, they need to release like some dun, dun, Earl limited, Grey wine, Earl Grey, or just limited edition Earl Grey, like a tea set or anything like that. You know, I'd buy it. I want an yeah. I want an Earl Grey Sauvignon Blanc. That's what I want. I would try that. But I want it to be called a Make It Sauvignon. Make It Sauvignon <laughs> That's so great. The yeah. last bit of news which you didn't reveal, Ben. You were in a commercial. Oh, I was. Yes. If you go online to Mercedes' uh, YouTube page uh, right now, I am the star of the... Um, it's either called... It depends on what you search for. It's either called the greatest Mercedes salesman... Uh, uh, that ever lived, or uh, Mercedes-Benz of North Pole. But it's a great little spot. It's just a holiday little uh, spot for Mercedes. It was directed by these two gentlemen that called themselves The Gentlemen. Um, but uh, their names are Billy and Brett. They're wonderful guys from Chicago. And uh, it's it's a really fun, really funny uh, little like two, two-and-a-half-minute spot. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, it's, on, uh, it's on YouTube. Congratulations, for your holiday season. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Derek, can you take us through some of the upcoming uh, events that are happening yeah. beginning next decade? There are weeks. a few. All um, right. We won't so. argue that again. <laughs> <laughs> so starting at the very beginning of the year, January 3rd through 5th, we have Wizard World New Orleans. The guests include Tom Welling, Michael Rosenbaum, Kerry mm. Owens, uh, Wallace Shawn, the cast of Outlander, uh, Matt Ryan, the Con- uh, Constantine. And many more, of course. And then that same weekend, January 4th and 5th, Cosmic Comic Con is in St. Charles, Illinois. Uh, Then a couple weeks later, January 17th to 19th, Albuquerque Comic Con in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then one day, January 19th, Pasadena Comic Con in Pasadena, California. And then January 24th through 26th is Wizard World Portland in Portland, Oregon. And January 25th and 26th is California Comic Convention, or Cal Comic Con, in Costa Mesa, California. Oh, that's some, some good ones coming. I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, Cal Comic Con. 
Kale Comic-Con. Yeah, Kale Comic-Con. Comic-Con. It's a very cool word. All right, yeah. Triple we C. are going to move into perhaps the meat of the episode right here. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through and celebrate the eight films of the Skywalker saga, the eight films that have really been the heart and soul of Star Wars. We're going to... And, um, you know, we're going to go around the room. We're going to count down our... We're actually going to count down 13 of what mm-hmm. we would consider 13 of the of the most important, iconic, best scenes from the series. And then at the end, we'll kind of do a lightning round and see if there's any bonus scenes you guys would like to throw in. Sound good? Mm-hmm. And I will start with number 13. Dun, 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 dun. So we're going to start with number 13 and go around to number one. And we'll just kind of go zip it around this way. So... By the way, these are, we're not going to say this scene is more important than this scene or this scene is more important than this scene. Although I think some of the, are like our top five scenes are probably some of the most important scenes here. Ryan, would you like to participate? Sure. Oh, What's your scene, though? Uh, okay. I don't so, know how we do that. Do you want to go first? I will go with number 13. Brilliant. I'm going to say number 13. Chewie, we're home. When I was at the 24th. Anaheim convention uh, the 2015 the 2015 Star Wars celebration in Anaheim when they mm-hmm. showed that trailer and at the end it was Chewie were home to advertise the brand new arrival of a brand new trilogy for Star Wars grown men were weeping in their seats it was one of the single most amazing moments of my Star Wars experience and um, mm-hmm. I was one of those grown men by the way yeah. and it, it was fantastic when Han Solo and Chewie come onto the board and it's the first time we see Han Solo since 1983 mm-hmm. it was amazing mm-hmm. it was just something to behold so um, that is our number 13 alright that's Darren. your number 13 that's- I don't know if I agree with your list because um, you have no mention in here of the moment when Chewie arrives at home to be with his wife and son for Life Day. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, <laughs> we'll leave universally agreed um, upon to be one of the greatest Star Wars productions ever yes, made. Yes, it's, it's very hard to find, That's but the, that everyone knows Arthur? it's a rare gym. Yes, of course. Which is another kick, favorite moment. Is, B. Arthur trying to kick everybody out of a bar is the entire Star Wars yeah, special. Yeah, um, All right, number 12. This is, this, this is my jokey, sarcastic voice, if you didn't know. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I've only seen like little bits of that on YouTube, and yeah, it was you can, all I could take. I think you can watch the whole thing on YouTube, you, but I'm not sure. Maybe you, you, used you to might be, be able, able to. to. I will not say openly whether I approve of such things or not. But number twelve in Jim's list: Ray and Kylo team up and kill Snoke. Yes. In the Last Jedi. It's hard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Here's here's the thing. It was a surprising moment, and it was like, wow, what direction are they going to take this now? And um, but I wouldn't say it was a great moment because it was also one of these things like, hey, this bad this villain was built up and we could like they could go in an interesting direction and then we just he died without us finding out anything else about him. Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. But then also so there was the, put legs on this guy. there was the possibility of the story going in a really interesting direction. Like, what would happen if they actually did team up? And then, yeah. like, she continued to try and help him be mm-hmm. better, and he was trying to influence her, and, like, that took us in another direction for the third installment, but then they didn't. So, like so many things in The Last Jedi, some interesting stuff almost happened and then didn't. And I feel like that moment is more representative of that, um, so I don't agree with your list. We had to throw a bone to The Last Jedi, because it was very difficult for me to pull anything from that one. I did not okay. hate the movie, but it was my least... Well, I mean, the, uh, you didn't pull much from the... Uh, the prequels, either. Anyways, so. yeah. Katie. Number 11. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, moving on. Uh, number 11 is 
uh, first time we see the snow walkers in Empire. Yes. yes. So. You mean the all-terrain armored transports or AT-ATs? AT-ATs. AT-ATs. The very first time we see Although them. apparently they're supposed to be AT-AT. But you guys may not. That's what I've always argued. Right. And then other yeah. people are like, no, it's AT-AT. They call it's it AT-AT. AT-AT. I'm like, so what do you call the ones in Return of the Jedi? says AT-AT. And I trust him. By the way, they're AT-ATs. I'm the oldest guy in the room. And back in the day, they were called AT-ATs. On TV, they were called AT-ATs. When you got your big special star. Star Wars thing, they advertise it as the Atats. Over time, they have changed names. Because everything else is, you say, with letters. <sighs> Things everything have, Star Wars hasn't changed over time, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. Our top 10. Ben? Opening scene, the giant Star Destroyer, New Hope. Mm-hmm. That is iconic. Yes. And again, I, I mentioned it before, also lampooned in uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> I love yes. Spaceballs' version. Spaceballs' version is just way so long, but it's it's great. And I think, by personal opinion, uh, enhanced by the end of Rogue One, uh, oh, where we so see good. how Rogue One blends straight into the beginning of New Hope. Um Incredible on its own, but but enhanced a little bit by Rogue One, which I absolutely loved. Yes. Um, but yeah. But yeah. I, all I know is the first time I saw this spaceship flying and then this giant spaceship, which just wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. what are we watching? It was just and those a, big blue engines yeah. just fill up the screen. And oh. really, really just great cinematically and great from a storytelling mm-hmm. perspective, just establishing, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. how powerful these villains are and how dangerous the situation is and the just, yeah, and how cool cameras are. All right, if yeah. we had to go to number nine, what would it be? Number nine is the binary sunset in A New Hope and again in Last Jedi. Yes. Which, like, yeah, it's just as John Williams' music is rising up. Yeah. You gotta so admit, good. though, like, mm-hmm. the scene when Luke Skywalker walks out and looks at the horizon of these t- twin setting suns, there was so much weight in that moment. He was trying to decide... Am I going to live here forever on this dusty farm planet, or is there something bigger for me in this universe? And and I think that you have it written here that it, it's repeated or it's mirrored in the Last Jedi mm-hmm. in in Luke's final. Um, oh, by the way, there are spoilers moments. in our discussion yeah. here of the yeah. previous movies. Yeah. Uh, in in Luke's final, let's say, carnal moments yes. in in his his existence, and um, I thought I am not a Last Jedi hater. Um, I'm not either. I, I don't love it. I love some stuff in it. There's uh, Luke's, grant Luke's that. final moments we are but, looking at. Because right I love now. that shot. That's like, an yeah. amazing looks, shot. Yeah. So and good. some of the that stuff. That was well done. Some of the stuff that Ryan Johnson did, I was like, yes, he, he he really got some stuff about it. And other stuff, I was like, what are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, and I just yep. saw Knives Out, and it was fantastic, yes. by the way. All right. Hey, speaking of Ryan. Hey. Ryan, do oh, you... Oh, man, do don't you, have this list. Do you not have the list? Don't have this I'll, list. I'll I was a little it. unclear. I'll okay. whisper uh, it to so you. I might not be able to, to tell do it. Ryan, we'll give you the moment. You tell us why this is one of the biggest moments. So number eight, you're, Ben's going to whisper it to you. The death of Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Oh, wow. Awakens. Okay, number eight, the death of Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, first off, people say, you know, this is a majorly projected moment. Um, yeah, maybe, but I actually thought it was still beautiful how it happened and i think you learn more about the moments leading up to the death than actually the death itself you learn uh that you know he just wants him to come home he just wants his Mm -hmm. son kylo ren ben solo to come home that's also the moment where you find out his name's ben yeah that was the moment in the thing you're like holy cow 
they named their son Ben after yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, what an incredible moment. And also, just the way it's shot, this beautiful light coming from this uh, this window, and there's this moment where he takes off his mask, puts it down, and he's like, I have this thing inside of me, I need you to, to help me get it out. And in a way, he lets him kill him. Yeah. And doesn't even resist and just, like, has this one moment where he puts his hand on his face and before he falls to his death. And you can even see, like, a smidge of regret in Kylo's eyes as he falls. It's a really beautifully shot scene. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was it was the Ben Kenobi moment. Mm-hmm. It was. All right. So, number seven. Oh, I'll... and then Chewie shoots the heck out of him right oh, yeah. after. Good. Awesome. Good. Good. Can so, I tack on to that? Yes. A little on. thing. Like, yes, there are things to complain about with some of the choices made in the writing there. However, when you think about Han Solo and the journey he's come, he's gone on to get to that point, because mm-hmm. it's in the in the very beginning of well, within in A New Hope when we meet him, he's like, I can look out for one person, me, and he's you know just very self centered. And in that one, he like even at the end of A New Hope, he comes back to actually rescue Luke. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're seeing, like, so much that, like, even right now, he's willing to sacrifice himself for family and for friends and all this. He, like... That's a yeah. good point. Like, it the, is... the journey of Han Solo right at that moment is mm-hmm. such... That was... It, talk about completing your journey. Yeah. It's the complete selflessness. Which is... if I, I, may... I get the complaints about it, yeah. but yeah. there is, like, a beauty in that. Yes. Which is, if I may throw in a little side thing here... I really love the movie Solo. And I do too. I know I agree when people are like, it's an unnecessary movie to the rest of the franchise. Like, <laughs> Rogue One actually fits into the main storyline. Solo kind of doesn't. And I agree with that. Like, it's a total side quest. Like, it's a total side movie. But if you watch that in the context of watching specifically a Han Solo storyline from Solo to The Force Awakens, that's like the main storyline here. And this one kind of curves through like an orbit of a of an asteroid through the solar system, so to speak, that kind of crosses mm-hmm. through the main storyline yeah. but has its own unique story arc as well. I like the Kessel Run. <laughs> I love this. By the way, <laughs> speaking, speaking of Solo, at the end of Solo, there was a particular character that showed up who is involved with our number seven, which is, in my opinion, and many people out there, one of the most important um, from mm-hmm. the orig- from number one, episode one, Phantom Menace, was the Duel of the Fates music there at that triple lightsaber duel between, uh, it was Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, and Ki- Qui-Gon. 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 Never get... Mm-hmm. It's Liam. Qui-Gon, Jin, and Tonic. <laughs> yes. Um, that was such... That was one of the most amazing lightsaber duels of the entire series. Yeah. I, I, oh, absolutely. And the score in that, the Duel, duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates, That's, yes. Uh... Agreed. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Right. One of my favorite lightsaber fights. Mm-hmm. Derek, number six. Uh, ben Kenobi explains the Force in A New Hope. So iconic. The Force yeah. is all around us. It's very yeah. essential to the mythology of the whole Star Wars universe, and it's where like we kind of get the a lot of the thematic elements of the movie coming out. Um, yeah, it's part of the whole... <laughs> You know, in the hero's journey, you've got the call to adventure, and then there's the debate going on, and then he goes and has the talk with a mentor before he, like, you know, answers the call. Oh. And that's all of that. He's, like, learning how much, how important everything is that he's coming in contact with. So basically, it's the explanation of the entire saga we're going to see. Yeah. Surrounds us and penetrates us and binds the galaxy together. Katie. What number are we on? Five? We, you are number five. All right. Well, this one's the I love you, I know. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think we really need to elaborate on that one. I think everybody will yeah. be in agreement about that one. Well, no, no. When, which movie I'm, is it from? Empire. Sorry, yeah. I didn't say what movie it was from, but yeah. So yeah, I mean. But then repeated, and then repeated in Jedi. In Jedi, in Jedi. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. I I just think it's and it was ad libbed according to many people when when he said that when Harrison Ford repeated back I know after she said I love you yeah. it was an ad libbed line. His written yeah. line was I love you too. Yeah. Okay. And and they filmed it. And she said I love you. He goes I know. And that's. Just so Han Solo, and it's so good. Yeah. It is so great. Yeah, apparently there was it was more than just like a spur of the moment ad lib. Like I think they actually did talk about it on set, and he's like, "Hey, what if we do this?" And there there was a little talk ahead there of time. Was a little talk. Yeah. Nice. It was he didn't just throw Carrie Fisher for a total loop. Sure, right. sure, right. Yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, what's number four? Number four on Jim's list. It's okay. This list it's mm-hmm. not just Jim's list. It's from many different Jim's lists. definitive okay. list that he came up with because <laughs> uh-huh. he thinks he's the authority on. <laughs> Star Wars. And who are Number we to four. question? Uh, yeah. This is true. This is true. Ray <laughs> force pulls and catches uh, the Skywalker lightsaber in her fight against Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens, which was a Love pretty it. cool yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just, was a pretty cool yeah, moment. Yeah, I think it was the best moment of that film. It is so good. It, it, like, yeah. It, why, why? I just it's it's exactly what needed to happen mm-hmm. right then. Like you're yeah. looking at it, it's like, oh man, I hope, and then bam, yes. Like that's what you wanted. It's yep. what you, we were all thinking. Man, mm-hmm. I really hope Ray force pulls this right now, and then she does. Because you saw it, it just wiggling, wiggling. Yeah, and yeah. She was pat- For a split second, I thought it might be Luke Skywalker standing there with you know full force pulling it, but that had been a little bit too much. Yeah, that would have been kind of dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would have been. Yeah. All right. Kind of strange. Number three. Um, Darth saves Luke from the Emperor in Return of the Jedi, and. I, yes. like, this would be very high on my list too. Yeah. So I will defend Jim and only Jim's list in having, <laughs> <laughs> in having this towards the top because, like, I just rewatched Star Wars over this past weekend while I w- had a mm-hmm. bad cold, and like, I just forgot how powerful that moment was yeah. for a bit, just with the lightning and also the mm-hmm. fact that Vader only had one hand at the moment, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he's still like he doesn't even use the Force, just his father instincts kick in. Oh yeah, he picks up the Emperor and just chucks him, mm-hmm. and. He falls, and he's been Just, falling ever since. And that, yeah, that whole scene uh, is is one of the most powerful things for me personally in cinema. Just, it's one of the most powerful scenes in that movie series, and that's probably the most important movie series to me in my life. And so, you know, just the line rings out in my mind. So be it, mm-hmm. Jedi. Oh, I love it. Oh, god. It's just it, it's the mo- it's the emperor's moment of defeat right there when he says I will not fight I'm a Jedi like my father and he says so be it Jedi and that was oh. yeah. can I share a fond memory about this scene mm-hmm. <laughs> yes you know all right well when we showed this this movie to Danae when she was very little probably like about three, three or-, or four years old yeah. the first time it actually revealed the emperor's face with like a clear view. She, you know, this tiny little girl was like, that's just the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Missing <laughs> 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 accomplished. Yeah. I always sit out to me. I was like, well, that, that's, that's funny. Yeah, that's true. It's all Mace Windu's fault. Yeah. That's true. Oh, I know. Oh, that was a strange scene. But um, if you accept that those movies exist, I do. Okay. I do. Hey, the prequels are part of the movie series for better or worse. It's true. I accept that. Dave Filoni loves the prequels, and I so much respect Dave Filoni. 
There you go. All right. So you can respect someone and completely disagree with their viewpoint. We're we're gonna go ahead and skip me, Mm -hmm. Derek. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. Wait. Wait. Derek. Oh wait. Hold on. There's something menacing. That's just the other thing. So be a Jedi. There it is right there. So be it. And by the way, at Star Wars Celebration this last year, when they showed the trailer, and at the Mm -hmm. end you... What's his name? Ian McDermott. McDermott. Was there on stage and goes, roll it again. It was amazing. That's he, like great. I saw the video that he rolls into his prequel uh, Emperor voice yeah. a lot more because his 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 mannerisms <laughs> are a lot more subtle in Return of the Jedi, and he he kind of he kind of juiced it a little bit more in the prequels. You know, <laughs> hey Ryan, what do you want to say? Oh, sorry, I'm just listening. In. Oh, I, well, yeah. what's interesting is he's he's in his late 30s in the original movies, I know. and then I did he's not in know his that. yeah, and he's in his uh, 50s in the prequels. So now it's like we actually have the actual age <laughs> the emperor is for this new yeah, movie, right. yeah. Which I'm really curious to see how they explain him being back. This is true. All right, Derek. What about number two? Number two on this list is the original Death Star blows up <laughs> in A New Hope. Yes. Which That's is a great, great moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's pivotal to the series because you know, yeah. the Death Star blows up again in Return of the Jedi, and mm-hmm. then we have Starkiller Blaze, base blows up mm-hmm. again. So basically, mm-hmm. I guess we could lump them all together as the big weapons blow up. It's yeah. just kind of pivotal to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the thing is, it's not just that it blows up. Do you remember the scene that led right up to that blow up? Yeah. Whole, Describe just a little bit. Well, why, I mean, why, like, is that, why is that so important? The whole flight along the trench and mm-hmm. everything, and it's it's the climax of the movie. And it's um, meanwhile, Yavin is coming into Yavin Four is coming into range right. of the Death Star. Yes, mm-hmm. and then Luke, like you got one guy after another saying almost there, and then gets blown up, and then Luke finally he's like getting his targeting computer in position, and he hears Obi Wan's voice, and he's like, "Use the Force, Luke, Luke, use the Force." It was one of the. It was where it all was finally coming together. We yeah. realize what's mm-hmm. happening. What is to Luke? Yeah, and it, and it's his, his character journey coming to a point there too, where he's learning to like, well, have faith in something mm-hmm. instead of like just trying to do everything himself. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a real cool moment. And then of course it's the victory also of the rebels, and like everybody's saved at that moment. And Darth Vader's Tie Fighter is sent spinning off into space. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, guys. I don't think Eddie was going to be surprised at <laughs> perhaps Katie, the most monumental. Perhaps the most important. You would have me do it. I think someone who's okay. better with voices oh, should do that one. Ben, what is on Jim's list and many, many other lists the most important <laughs> moment of the Star Wars saga? He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Yes, he did it perfectly. And it is not. <laughs> In the criminal is, justice system. It is not, Luke, I am your father, as it it's, is very no, often. I am right. your father, yes. Misquoted. Why, okay, why is that all at the top of this list? Um, I, I, it's the pivotal turning point of, of the saga. Let me give you a little anecdote. I was in... Um, Year, uh, probably five or six years ago, I was in a, a, a like a vintage bookstore up in Burbank, and they had old like wizard magazines and stuff like that. And there was an old like Star Wars magazine from 1979 or something like that. And they were doing the exact same thing that people do on the internet today. They were uh, they were theorizing as to what was going to happen in the next Star Wars movie. Hmm. So Star Wars: A New Hope had come out, and Empire Strikes Back. 
was about to come out, and these nerds were writing their articles about what they thought, and they were so smug and sure of themselves, what's going to happen in the new so- uh, the new movie? And this guy's like, yeah, I think uh, the Luke Skywalker character, yeah, he's probably going to take a back seat. Han Solo is going to become the main hero of this movie series. It's going to be about Han Solo. And uh, the Darth Vader, we've been hearing a lot about this new villain that's coming out called Boba Fett. Uh, I think Boba Fett's going to become the new big bad Darth Vader character. Kind of a crappy character. He's probably going to get killed off or something in uh, in Empire Strikes Back. And it's really going to be about this. Star Wars is going to be Han Solo versus Boba Fett. That's going to be the main storyline of Star Wars from here on out. And it just cracks me up because that's... no Like, going into Empire Strikes Back, it's such a thing that's ingrained for us now. Luke, you know, no, I am your father. Nobody was expecting that, or at least most people I don't think were expecting that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and and it, that is what made this the Skywalker saga. This, these are nine movies about that Anakin moment. and Luke Skywalker, yeah. about that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the pivotal moment of the series comes in the fifth movie of the series. I know. And, and tell you what, I am so stoked to find out what happens tomorrow when I see the movie. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I'm so excited. But when everybody, when the rest of the entire world sees it this weekend, um, how is that going to play out? If this is the rise of Skywalker, I really want to know what that means. And we just read some tweets on air, and, and it's like, super, super stoked. People are excited. JJ, you did it. I, I, I don't know how that's going to happen. We have very little time here. Any bonus, any things, any scenes that I we definitely have, have one. Yes. Yes. Uh, I do have a Last Jedi one. Okay. And I am a Last Jedi defender, even though there is a large portion of the movie I think is bad. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but I still think the the good, the pros are far away the cons. Um, so my moment in The Last Jedi is this. Uh, it's right after Ray's FaceTiming with Kylo Ren, and they almost touch, <laughs> and they're like, da-da-da-da-da, and then she's like, tell me the real story, tell me what happened, and you find out this whole falling out that Luke had with Kylo. Ray leaves. Very much different from when Luke leaves in Empire Strikes Back. You know, Luke left before he was ready, before he was ready to take on uh, the Empire, but he wanted to go save his friends, and in this, this is just, Ray is not getting what she needs from this guy, and she's just had enough. She's going to go try and solve it herself. And Luke goes to the temple. He's just scatterbrained. He doesn't even know what to think. And he's about to burn it down, and you just see a ghost of Yoda. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, what are we about to see? And then Yoda's like, oh, my God, missed you, have I. Almost burns it down, and then Yoda's like, forget it. I'm going to shoot a lightning bolt down (laughs) onto the temple, which you're like, what? Force ghosts can do lightning? That's crazy. And then he gives him his final lesson as a master, which is they are what we grow beyond. That's That's the duty of all masters. I think that is just an incredible scene. I agree. From all of the Star Wars saga. I love that scene. and I loved it because it showed that Force ghosts can kick butt still. So I wonder what's happening in the movie. I wonder what's happening. Okay. Emily wanted me to just say any time Vader force chokes someone. Oh, That's legit yes. what my roommate told me to say. Mm-hmm. She's so, so. evil. Yeah, we, can I just uh, add in the trash compactor scene? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, if you watch in the background, there's one moment where Carrie Fisher mouths, oh, word I won't say here. But you, if you... Read her lips. Mm-hmm. She says it as they're coming in, and she's climbing up on the trash. And mm-hmm. what's it's it great. start with? It starts with an S. Okay. Mm-hmm. She with... says, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll mouth it on our special okay. Christmas episode. Um, okay. 
Ben? Uh, Obi-Wan and, and Vader's duel in A New Hope, where, yeah. where mm. the... Especially going back and particularly watching Revenge of the Sith and using that as the emotional motivation for that fight, I feel like brings more to it. And then there are some guys from a production house, I think here in L.A., but I could be wrong. They've released a video on YouTube where they intercut. They they had actors come in and do more lightsaber dueling shots, and then they intercut it with that scene of Darth Vader and old Obi-Wan uh, lightsaber fighting, so it makes it look a lot more like they're two masters who know how to duel like they were in Revenge of the Sith. Um, so that's really cool. So check that out on YouTube. It's just, I think it's called like Vader Obi-Wan Extended Cut. Nice. You know, um, and it's just like a fan film like thing put together, but they intercut it with the actual scene and it looks really good. Any others? I'll probably be the only person who would ever say this, but just because I remember the emotional response I had, even though I saw it coming, but the finale of Revenge of the Sith, when you finally have that, the Obi-Wan versus Anakin, Mm -hmm. it's, it was heartbreaking yeah, to was. watch that scene. I was like, you whole, the whole movie, of course, you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. going into the fourth movie, but watching it was not easy for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is tough. Like, this is, yeah. Obi-Wan is is just destroyed by this. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just a scene that's always going to stick out in my head for it. Yep. Padme's so. funeral. Oh, that was so sad. When she has the Chapur snippet in her hands that he gives her in episode one. Sorry. What, what's it called? Mm-hmm. It's a Chapur snippet. Okay. I think Chapur snippet. Is that right? I don't know. I, I never no rewatched. Idea. Oh that yeah, one. you you don't like the prequels. <laughs> okay, Derek, Sorry. you had. Two. Oh, I, I have two that I really enjoy, and they're not even like these are more lighthearted, but the, just the the humor in it. Um, okay, in A New Hope, after they are going into the detention level, and there there's a bit of a shootout, and then um, <laughs> Han is on the communicator talking to somebody else on the yes. Death Star, and like, what's going on down there? And he's like, uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, uh, everything's fine now. We're all fine here. How are you? And my mom and I still quote that line to each other on yeah. the phone. Well, like like our family. Yeah, yeah. anytime like, there's a crash on the other end of the house, it's like, yeah, we're all fine here. We're now. all fine here. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Yeah. And it's great. And my other really favorite moment, or one of the many, I guess, is uh, when, when the Ewok steals the speeder bike. Oh, yeah. And, oh, man, yeah. And, okay, C-3PO is like, I'm afraid our fairy friend has gone and done something rather rash. And then you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, hanging on and flying back. Yeah. Yes. All right, He's as we do have to wrap up the show, this has been one of the most amazing shows. But as we run around, we do we we oh somebody's pointing at something. What what? Yeah, oh, yeah. I introduced him to the to the one. Yes, yes. okay, yes. Derek. Okay, so better my, have, my wife yes. Lara, who um, comes from a Filipino family, pointed out to me that some of the Ewoks actually speak Tagalog. Oh, nice. When, when C-3PO pops up and they first see him, they're saying words like in Tagalog that mean like, "Look, it's beautiful." Um, that's so funny. That's I guess cool. some of the actors like might have been Filipino and were just ad-libbing. oh that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that now. I, I'm gonna uh, I just love Star Wars so much. Yeah. All right, as we wrap up, I'm gonna start with Derek. Where okay, give give us your handle and where you think Star Wars is going in the future. Uh, oh man, you can find me on Twitter at conguyderek, and uh, Star Wars is not going away. Certainly, as long as Disney can make money off of it, they're going to. And it will probably just get some other stories. I think they're going to find directors they like to give us new trilogies. It won't even be 
a single film at a time either. They're going to have like a 10 year plan and they're going to announce Kathleen it. Kathleen Kennedy has announced that yeah. they're not going to get stuck in trilogies anymore. Yeah. Oh, and I do think, okay, I do think before long at some point that we're on Disney Plus we'll probably get a despecialized edition, something more like the original theatrical one. Mm-hmm. After some of the fervor around Disney Plus dies off a little, yep. they're going to announce that and they're going to make another billion dollars on people signing up. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Katie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KT underscore Christine. Also on other shows here at After Buzz. And I, I'm, I pretty much agree with Derek, especially with Disney Plus. We're going to get a lot more content. Yeah. So agreed. My name is Ben Cleaver. Uh, you can find me on all social media at B E N K L I E W E R. Uh, and I think we're probably going to get more TV series. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. More seasons of The Mandalorian for sure. Obviously, they've already yeah. done, announced season two. Uh, and then, Jim, I have a real quick question. When they say they're not going to get stuck in trilogies, does that mean they're just going to make one-offs now? Or? I don't know what that means. Okay. I, I just She says they don't want to be stuck in trilogies, so maybe there's two, maybe there's five. I don't know. Right, right. Um, but I think in the future, they probably learned they need to write out the whole storyline of a trilogy before they go into production on yes. the first film of yes. the trilogy. Yes. So mm-hmm. maybe, hopefully, that works, because I think that works out better when you do it that way. Yep. But. Danae. I'm Danae, and you can find me on Instagram at D-N-A-Y-S. And I think that Baby Yoda's going to grow up and be Rey. Yeah. That's my prediction. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it would explain why she's so good at everything. My name is Jim Fry. I'm the managing editor here at The Con Guy. Thank you guys so much for, for watching. I think that we are going to have many more years of Star Wars. I think that there is a new trilogy be- already being written by Ryan Johnson in another part of the galaxy. And I think that um, hopefully we will have another another someone like C-3PO. I'm going to tell you, because C-3PO, when he said it at Star Wars Celebration, I wish we all, we all want a friend like C-3PO. I'm going to miss you, C-3PO. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.